Welcome to yet another episode of Policy Beyond Politics. In this show, we are discussing some unprecedented challenges that we see in our polity due to novel coronavirus. Novel coronavirus globally it offered or presented some strange situations as well. In some countries, some politicians have taken the advantage of novel coronavirus for legitimizing their political rule or extending their political power. Say, for example, Hungary, Viktor Orban. He declared this is a pandemic and also a political, a very politically unstable situation so that he could rule the country for the next 36 years. We also faced, we also come across situations recently in UK, uh, Mr. Dominic Cummings, uh, the strategic advisor to uh, the political strategic advisor to British Prime Minister Mr. Boris Johnson, got into controversy because as he uh, uh, visiting his relatives, uh, he uh, violated the lockdown rules. Uh, here in India also, it, uh, the novel coronavirus has presented some strange situations where the MPs and MLAs were, uh, you know, uh, asked to uh, uh, restrain from their travel, and uh, some of the opposition parties in the country also raised concerns about the way the ruling governments at the state level using the lockdown rules or the disaster management rules to restrict the movement of elected representatives. So here in this show, I am going to discuss. Uh, the various aspects of this uh, uh, the to many it's a political controversy to me it's an academic exercise to understand uh, how, uh, whether these rules and regulations could be used by the ruling party or the ruling government to restrain uh, the movements of the opposition mlas or mps and what are the aspects what are the different uh, uh, aspects to this whole debate on uh, the use of lockdown framework uh, in this present uh, crisis situation. I'm joined by Dr. Harishanga, uh, a senior fellow uh, with the Center for Public Policy Research. Welcome, uh, Dr. Hari. Uh, we are uh, going to discuss the rules and uh, specifications in the uh, lockdown mechanisms where it constrains the movement of elected representatives. So what are the rights and duties and responsibilities of MLS MAs in an emergency situation like COVID? What are, what are, the, what are the legal uh, perspectives we could, uh, you know, uh, uh, when we analyze the situation? Because in, in, in India also there were allegations or even some political controversy around uh, some of the state governments are uh, limiting the movement of elected representatives. So what is the legal side of this argument? All right. Uh, firstly, thanks, uh, Danu, uh, to this, uh, I mean, to arrange, uh, for arranging this uh, 
conversation. Uh, let me start with a disclaimer. I'm no expert on constitutional law, but uh, uh, I think for the purpose of our discussion, uh, my uh, little knowledge would be uh, sufficient. So to answer your question, uh, there are no uh, legal rights and duties uh, codified anywhere in the constitution or any other law as far as the MPs and MLAs rights are concerned. So uh, I think we should uh, sort of uh, reframe this question or issue in a different. So they have, uh, of course, roles and responsibilities uh, in general terms, but there are no legal rights and duties. Uh, I'll come to that uh, in detail. Uh, so the, uh, in a general situation, unlike uh, an emergency situation, and even today we don't have technically an emergency uh, declared. Mm -hmm. uh, so in a normal situation, they have uh, the, the their primary responsibilities of uh, lawmaking, their legislatures, whether it is an MP, member of parliament or a member of legislative assembly. Mm -hmm. So they make laws and they participate in the voting system. And uh, as we are aware that uh, their uh, vote counts because uh, depending on what kind of items they discuss and what what subjects, what, what bills are made uh, laws. So depending on different items, uh, some items may require a simple majority of the, of the house or some, in some special cases, special majority is required. So their fundamental role is of lawmaking. And secondly, uh, they have a deliberative role, which means that they, they uh, engage in a lot of debates. Uh, they are supposed to basically bring in the concerns of their public, their uh, constituency, and uh, the council of ministers or the political executive as that as we call mm -hmm. they're answerable to them mm -hmm. uh, so that's why they're we answerable have answerable to the voters as well as to the government uh, they are i mean the questions are raised by or the concerns are raised by the legislatures mm -hmm. mlas or mps so the ministers are answerable to them so what i'm saying uh, because the political executive is not uh, completely free. So mm -hmm. whatever policy they take, whatever decisions they make, uh, during the question, question and answer session, they are answerable uh, mm -hmm. to the legislator. So that is their uh, one of the fundamental roles, their deliberative role. So uh, they are supposed to represent their constituency and uh, bring their uh, bring the matters of public uh, uh, interest uh, before the house and thirdly they also have uh, certain uh, developmental roles in their constituency that's why we have uh, all those uh, local area local area development schemes both for mlas and mps so in a nutshell these are the basic uh, roles and responsibilities so to answer to your question um, again uh, mm -hmm. there are no rights and duties specifically codified in any law in india so uh, uh, so in the situations like this, uh, suppose you know uh, now now we take the example of COVID. Uh, there are there are different criteria being applied by the government to declare certain areas as hotspots or containment zones. If suppose one of these containment zones falls into one of the constituencies where the MLA, the sitting MLA, or let's say MB is restrained from uh, you know traveling to that place and uh, also to hear the grievances of the waters because waters are finally uh, they are the infected uh, people here uh, okay. so what is the mechanism do you say uh, are you saying there is no mechanism for where uh, for in which 
the MPs or MLAs are not in a position to address these challenges and convey to the government because finally the fi government is also responsible, MLAs or MPs are also responsible for the welfare of the people. True, uh, I get the concern. Uh, of course, this is a public health. So all these uh, concerns are very uh, I mean, important. But still, uh, if you look at from the perspective of uh, what you call as the rule of law, so there are two basic tenets of rule of law. One is everyone is equal before the law or no one is above the law and the law treats the law applies equally to everyone which is equally applicable to you me and the lawmakers right. so when uh, the government or the executive comes up with the rules or the norms quarantine norms or uh, public health measures such as uh, declaring a particular zone as a containment zone or a hotspot mm. uh, all these rules mm -hmm. depending on what is the exact legal nature of that rule everyone mm. is supposed to uh, obey or comply with that rule sure. of course there are certain uh, sections or the certain individuals who may be part of the executive or part of the public health machinery or for example media persons they may be clearly exempted under that rule itself or so authorized to so my question is media persons are exempted but MLS are not exempted right yeah i mean according to the rules i mean yeah, as okay, the rule right. as it is laid down it is not exempted if you ask me the logic uh, uh, public health officials i mean you have a lot of um, again my response to that is uh, uh, to to your earlier question is of course there are other mechanisms wherein the MLAs or MPs can bring these attention, bring these uh, uh, problems Matter. or individual matters to the attention of the uh, health ministry or the government in uh, different other uh, uh, ways. Okay. okay. So do you think uh, uh, there requires a better clarity because this is probably the first time country like India is facing such a pandemic in an unprecedented level and also complete lockdown across the country. So do you think as a legal uh, professional, uh, do you think, uh, you know, do we have to come up with, uh, do you have to look at these issues in details and uh, probably have to improve or probably we should bring some more, some more clarity in terms of, you know, who constitute the government, who are the part of the government, who are part of the decision making and uh, the MLAs and MPs rights are confined to, I mean, as of now, my understanding is their business is only the legislation, not outside the legislature. But there is one more issue uh, with respect to the legislative bodies, because, you know, we are not, I mean, the legislatures are not convened because of the pandemic situation now. Sure. So there should also be a mechanism where uh, these issues could be raised. Uh, by the MPs and MLAs and uh, that could be probably addressed in a different manner. What do you say about it? What, do you, what is your take on this? So I, I, I'll start from your uh, last point because I think uh, it is not difficult uh, in 21st century uh, I mean, uh, provided all the, I mean, I'm not saying that we have world-class infrastructure, but still mm -hmm. uh, we have mechanisms where uh, in a particular individually concerned uh, mm -hmm. MLA or MP can uh, uh, bring this matter or if it is of that importance to uh, the government and generally with the surveillance system that we have I don't think any uh, matter of that concern is uh, goes unnoticed uh, from okay. the executive's eyes mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that is a, a big concern now and there are mechanisms wherein uh, you can I mean you can even have uh, uh, meetings with uh, a group of MLAs, group of MPs, even mm -hmm. if they belong to opposition parties. That is not a problem. Uh, 
uh, again, uh, so it's not about uh, going back to your first question. It's not about the legal clarity. I mean, there is a legal clarity okay. as far as uh, the state who constitutes government, who constitutes the executive, who constitutes the legislative, and everything is clearly laid out. Uh, laid down in uh, the constitution for example article 12 of the constitution defines mm -hmm. what is a state sure. and uh, we know uh, the union and uh, the state legislators government all are part of the state and uh, in terms of the political science also uh, the, uh, the mechanism the machineries are uh, very clearly uh, laid down but what is required is there is a requirement of bringing in certain legal certainty Mm -hmm. with respect to the rules because mm -hmm. we are now ruled by uh, the whole uh, pandemic situation is governed uh, uh, through two different laws one is the national disaster management act and uh, the epidemics uh, diseases act uh, and uh, on the basis of this uh, particularly the NDM, the National Disaster Management Act, uh, the executive comes up with a lot of uh, rules with respect to quarantine, lockdown, etc, etc. Mm. And so this was my first point also. There is a lack of uh, certainty. What is legally binding? For example, uh, there is a requirement of uh, maintaining uh, let's say six feet of distance as a matter of as a measure of social distancing but is this mandatory how do you enforce this uh, these are difficult questions but even in questions like uh, i mean uh, you, you, your questions can you exempt an mla Mm. if uh, that MLA belong or if that MLA or MP is a representative of that containment zone. So there can be more uh, uh, certain rules mm. which which are uh, uh, sort of easily enforceable. I mean, so there are certain rules which are in the nature of uh, advisory guidances. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you are advised to stay at home. You mm. are advised to wear a mask when you go out. Uh, you are advised to uh, keep a minimum uh, social distancing and there are of course there are certain rules which are mandatory and if those uh, rules are mandatory that is equally applicable to the lawmakers unless they are exempted okay so uh, the, the, the some of the comparisons that i've uh, heard uh, in the in the dur during the last few days was one was comparing the situation with the house arrest of you know the politicians like omar abdullah or mahbuba mufti uh, I know that the situation is totally different. The political background is different. Uh, right. The legal yeah. framework is different. But you know, for, for an argument's sake, probably you could also think about a situation where, unless otherwise we have clarity on this, you know, uh, provisions, uh, this act could be used to that such an extent where the opposition, the voice of opposition MLAs and MPs could be, you know, restricted or they could be, you know, uh, sidelined. Do you think uh, so? I don't agree with the. I don't know. Uh, uh, how do you? Uh, I mean, draw this of war as strong as comparison. Right, right. Yeah, I, I get the point. Uh, so, uh, so uh, in the case of Jammu and Kashmir, when um, that particular Article 370 was revoked, they were put under the house arrest under uh, a Public Safety Act. Mm -hmm. uh, here, come. I mean, um, drawing parallels uh, with the National Disaster Management Act to. Uh, sort of uh, uh, restricting the rights or restricting the voice of the opposition MLAs. Uh, uh, I don't think uh, that's that's a very far-fetched uh, imagination. Okay. Uh, but yes, there is a 
question of uh, uh, it's it's a question of legal capacity for example um, uh, uh, there can be uh, instances uh, in different parts of india where uh, legislators belonging to the governing party or the ruling party uh, were exempted from um, it's not they're exempted yeah. they could travel yeah, yeah they yeah, could travel right right probably because they are part of the political executive they may be part of uh, uh, the minister uh, the, i mean the, the ministry uh, or uh, part of a certain uh, so there are there committees. are cases also where when we say you know above 70 above 60 are the most vulnerable group to the covid right. and uh, on an average uh, i'd say many of the state cabinets you know Ministers. the average age is above 60 right and of course they have to execute uh, the decisions taken by the cabinet they have to implement they have to oversee the plans uh, then right. the argument comes and if you could travel then why are we, why are you asking me to not to travel that's yeah. the question correct yeah that's a question of public trust because you are uh, kind of applying uh, uh, there's the same rule to a particular sec- elite section of the ruling party and uh, to the others you have a different rule that is not uh, something uh, uh, very good for uh, i mean in a democratic system and it it uh, definitely uh, destroys the public trust but again uh, i i'll go back to my previous point it's a, it's a question of legal certainty so mm-hmm. when uh, the government says that 60 uh, people aged above 60 or 70 so it is a kind of advice mm-hmm. right now uh, uh, the counter argument would be the minister who is above 70 but he is uh, in his capacity in his <laughs> okay. ministerial capacity not as a layman who is mm-hmm. above 60 mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, may have to uh, you know uh, deliver his functions as a minister Uh, so this so is, there is a, so so my question here is there is a certainty in the in the functions of uh, minister but not for the mlas yeah there is i mean i'm not saying that there is a certainty uh, so as far as political executive is concerned uh, the ministers they have because it is uh, framed by them by mm-hmm. the executive because they, we are now ruled by decrees executive mm-hmm. decrees and uh, they also have uh, the competence to execute those decrees so mm-hmm. as part of so a normal mla or an mp especially mm-hmm. if if, it, if he or she belongs to the opposition parties they don't have the privilege of uh, an executive uh, political executive so yeah unless they are exempted unless they are uh, individually authorized to you know sort of uh, uh uh to work for the public or to do something uh, in the containment zone they have to strictly abide by the uh, rules so, so the conclusion is we have to uh, we have to try we have, we should try to get more clarity in terms uh, of the legal cla- system right cla- legal certainty in terms of the rules the right. rules uh, framed by the executive and uh, the second quest the second thing is it is a question of legal capacity it's mm-hmm. not just about a legislator if the legislator because in uh, in uh, even even when we talk about separation of powers there is mm-hmm. uh, it is not that straightforward because uh, our uh, executive is uh, part of the legislature right because the chief minister and the council of ministers are uh, Uh, essentially legislator so it is uh, again um, uh, even if you are a minister mm. but if you are breaking those quarantine rules like uh, uh, right. what happened in uh, in the in the uk for example mm. uh, right. dominic cummings uh, he is the chief advisor i'm not sure whether he is a minister but uh, the question is if he is uh, traveling um, uh, that far uh, 
for the purpose of uh, i mean taking a public or as part of uh, the public health uh, measure then it is uh, i mean legally justified but mm -hmm. so that's a question of legal capacity right. but if he is traveling and in, in his personal capacity or so even if you have a minister who is uh, having an important portfolio maybe a health minister but if that health minister is going to attend a birthday party or a marriage ceremony mm -hmm. that's a question of legal capacity so uh, it doesn't mean that so if uh, being a member of the executive doesn't mean that you can uh, uh, go on and uh, continue breaching the quarantine rules but mm -hmm. if it is required for the purpose of enforcing or uh, taking a certain uh, health measures uh, mm -hmm. in the in the context of uh, the pandemic uh, that can be legally justified which that privilege is not given to the uh, ordinary uh, legislators thank you hadi thank you hadi for your uh, valuable insights and uh, thank you for joining me on this show thank you so much thank you very uh, so i'll be continuing with uh, uh, discussions related to covid uh, in the coming shows also please visit our uh, website cppr.in uh, where we have a dedicated page for uh, covid related articles and also for infographics we uh, analyze the data that we gather on a daily basis and you see the trend and projections uh, uh, from across the country uh, so please uh, uh, share your feedback please uh, uh, give your comments and if you like this show please refer this show to your uh, friends and relatives and uh, please follow our hashtag uh, uh, policy beyond politics and uh, i'll come back to you with another uh, interesting topic uh, next week thank you so much